All right. Uh, so, if you will recall, last session, uh, those of you who were there ran around and helped some people out of some tough situations in the immediate aftermath of this explosion. Uh, Dust, you were immediately called away as someone with medical training to help out in the emergency triage. Uh, so that's where you went pretty quickly. So you stepped away there and now you may have a chance to reunite with your party, but what I wanna ask each of you uh, and as a group is you have this night in the guard tower where you're waiting there, waiting for news, waiting for all these things. First of all, do any of you tell Dust about that thing you found out at the end of last session? Or do you think of Dust as not part of your party? Because Dust wasn't with you, so Dust doesn't know that thing. Yeah. I, I think I'm distracted. Well, it depends if Dust asks. Dust, do you try to reconnect with them at like a at like dinner time or something? Me prior to... Where are we right now? Okay, so right now you are in the guard tower. Okay. Uh, you were So the guard tower consists of three buildings. There's an outer curtain wall that surrounds a very tall, thin tower that stands uh, taller than almost anything, any other structure. It's something that's found across Brymore. There's also a mess hall, which has been turned into sort of a war room, uh, which is where various things were happening. And then there's the barracks, which is where the infirmary was set up, which is where you went. So you s immediately entered this place, gave your name to someone at the front desk that said, I have medical training, do you want me to help with anything? And went to help with people in the infirmary. These guys ran around and did stuff. They came back later in the day, so you could talk to them when they came back about all these various things that they did, or you could be like, these guys are weird, or you could spy on them. Also an option. Um, I made some small attempts at reconnecting, but didn't have a wasn't able to have a lengthy conversation. But I think when I saw you guys, I kind of checked in and said, hey, and then went back to the infirmary. Okay. okay. So do any of you tell Dust anything? Not if she doesn't ask. Yeah, I'd probably just say, oh yeah, we've been um, running around helping to deal with some fires and some folks who got trapped. Went to the palace? Yes. we. That would be the thing, that would be a weird thing that they did, that they weren't supposed to do. You would know that, that they weren't supposed to go into the site of the main attack, the palace. Why'd you guys go in the palace? Well, we wanted to investigate. Some of us did. Something's no intention. use in sitting around on the edges. We wanted to see what was going on, and we found some very interesting things. Would you like to hear about I them? I would love to hear about This dragon, them. it was made entirely of fire. It wasn't like a dragon that was on fire. It was a fire yes. dragon. I just want to point out that I think these sirens outside are Dusk's, like, internal <laughs> It was, yes, it was made in... We also found a peculiar item, which we did return to the captain of the guard, uh, necklace that seemed to have on well, it was not it was just the gem at that point a gem yeah. that we believe had been a attached pendant. to pendant. a pendant uh that seemed to have some sort of magical properties including one to make it look like it was just so gaudy <laughs> interesting it was a cool gem we did inform the captain of the guard about it if she hasn't now yeah sorry it's fine. Why wouldn't we tell her about it? <laughs> yep. Sensing some tension. 
nah, what tension? And then I turn around and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got there very fast. <laughs> to be fair, I just go off to like work off some steam. Yeah. I, I hope she comes back. I like I like Aaron. Yeah, I think she's fine. I think we do not agree on many things. <laughs> but we seem to be fine. So you have that conversation. Uh, is there anything else any of you want to do that night? After I leave the conversation, I go to... I figure chances aren't great because there's been this attack and people are busy. But I try to see if anyone wants to have a friendly spar just to like work off some oh, steam. Oh, well, here's the thing. There's a bunch of adventurers that have come back from whatever they were doing. And there's plenty of people who will fight you. Yeah. So I look for someone. I don't care if I can beat them in the spar. <laughs> I just need to be like working out some physical aggression right now. Uh, roll me a d20 and add your strength modifier. Um, okay, that's a 17. 17. Okay, so you have uh, a friendly match with a human fighter individual, you know, looks like someone who's older than you, pretty world-weary, pretty traveled, uh, seems very interested in just being here and helping out. Not necessarily like a high-level person, like a low-level adventurer who spent uh, their whole life traveling and just helping people and doing things. Uh, this individual, you do have a pretty good match with this person. This person is older and more experienced, and when they beat you, it is entirely based off of that experience and that knowledge, and you actually learn something through the fighting. Like, you learn a different way of, uh, you learn a new hold. Okay, cool. I mean, if people are just sitting around at some point, I probably tried to, like, play some music and lift spirits. Roll me a performance check at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this can only go up. That one on the floor, and I didn't see what it was. So you, if it lands on the floor, we re-roll. If it lands on the floor, and you're not specifically rolling on the floor, <laughs> yes, we re-roll it. That wasn't terrible. That was the same thing twice, but it was a very average roll. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an eighteen. Okay. Uh, Lots of people here aren't super necessarily interested in listening to someone fiddle at the moment, but you play nice, soothing things, and you do manage to sort of calm everyone down. It's not the sort of thing... What it is, is it's a good performance, but people aren't necessarily paying attention to you. You achieve the desired effect, except you don't get that renown. Like, they, when they tell the story later, they might say, and someone, you know, some kind individual played a fiddle, but they couldn't give you a specific, you know, to calm us down and provide us some comfort, but they wouldn't be able to give you a name or a race. Yeah, I don't look too happy, but I accept <laughs> this. I go to bed early because my, um, my morning preparations take a long time. Okay. Doing yeah. anything? Yeah, there's nothing too exciting going on. I maybe just wander around and listen in and what people are chatting about. Um, lots of people just talking, you know, lots of people not talking. Mostly the people who seem to be having conversations are often adventurers. You do hear, I'd say the thing that you get from that is you do get this repeated, keeps catching your ear, people talking about Shadal. Mm-hmm. And if there's someone who looks like they really could use a friendly conversation, I'd just drop in and chat with them for a bit. Alright, sure. Roll me a charisma check. Alright. Um, 20. Okay. 
Yeah, you find a couple individuals. They look. You find a couple young-looking humans, 16, 17. It looks like maybe a gang of kids. The kind of people who would come to a bar and sort of terrorize it a little bit for fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, who seem pretty... They like pretending to do big things. They're terrified about this whole thing happening. So you, you manage to sit down and, like, uh, have a nice conversation with them. You teach them a new game. A new drinking game. You teach them a new drinking game. I teach some 16 and 17 year olds a new drinking game? Well, first of all, let's talk about drinking age in medieval societies where water is not necessarily the most safe option. Fair enough. I teach the 16 and 17 year olds a drinking game. (laughs) You're making a great mom friend already. Besides, you could drink tea with it or something. They may not always apply it with tea. But technically... Yeah, probably with beer, since I'm guessing that's the main drink that's going around. That's the thing that they mostly have stored that will last. Mm-hmm. So that's the emergency supplies that you break out. Is someone dying? <laughs> <laughs> I think our D&D causes heart attacks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is excessive! <laughs> we get it in the background of some section for sure, but I'm pretty sure this has been continuous for five minutes. Somebody's <laughs> dying right downstairs. Okay, we're gonna take a brief break while that fades real quick, and I go put foil over the thing in the oven. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. So you guys, you do that. Uh, I think what we're gonna do is that after that, you long rest. You come back, unless you want to do anything. Um, no, I think I'm pretty much just, find just the, hanging out, find the highest place in the room, and just have uh, a nice perch. I think, do you want to try and perch on the wall? There's a curtain wall around all this that you could find a nice shady place to perch and just watch everything. Yeah, sure. All right, roll me an acrobatics check real quick to see if you, roll me an acrobatics and a stealth check. Okay. 21 stealth. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Acrobatics? Yeah. Well, that was terrible. And an eight acrobatics. Okay, so it takes you a good amount of time to climb the wall. Like, you find a back place where you can do, like, a, a run and a jump and a jump and a jump to get up to the top. But, uh, unfortunately, because it is all stone, it's hard for your claws to find perches. So it's not the way you're used to doing it. So you do fall a couple times, but thankfully you're, like almost completely silent when you do fall. <laughs> like, you, you'd you expect someone who falls to make, like, an oof noise or something like that, and you like, nope, nope. And you do manage to get up on this sort of corner of the curtain wall where you're mostly hidden, um, and you can just watch various people interacting. And you watch what all your various party members do. Uh, just so you get to have an interaction. The next morning, also up early, uh, probably has a similar morning routine to you, although she's not doing it at the moment, is the girl that you rescued. <laughs> sitting in sort of, is she, you don't have to speak to her if you don't want to, but she's probably one of the few other people really awake at this point. She appears to be sitting in the corner and flipping a coin over and over again, trying to get it to do something. What are you doing? Do you mind? If oh, no, uh, sorry. Uh, my teacher, he, this was his, and he used to be able to do this thing where he'd flip it and there, this light show would happen. Huh. But I, I can't do it right. Do you want to try? Sure. Is the coin somehow special? I don't know. I look over the coin. Roll me an arcana check. Nat 20, 26. This is a very old coin. 
It's so old that the denomination information has worn off the front, so it's almost just a smooth silver disc. It is entirely made out of silver and it is light and a little bit bendable because of that, but it has been very preserved and it catches the light in an incredibly odd way. The magic on it is something small. It's not a huge magical effect, but it is also very, very old. The spell has maintained, the enchantment has maintained for, you'd guess, definitely over a couple centuries, probably more. This is old. Wow, this is, I mean, it's just a little charm, but it's lasted a really long time. I'm, I'm impressed. Let me see if I can get it to work. I give it a flip. Uh, roll me a d20 and add your dexterity modifier. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so this is the dichotomy that we see. <laughs> and Theo. Oh, real quick at this point, I'll explain that in a moment. Let's go around real quick because we haven't done this yet and I didn't think it was necessary until I heard the auditory medium a bunch of times. Uh, say your name and your character real quick oh, just yeah. so we can establish uh, this. I am Rose. I'm playing Euterpe. I'm Kelsey. I'm playing Vantus. I'm Emma. I'm playing Dust. I'm Jane, sorry. I'm playing Theo. I'm Alex. I'm playing Aaron. Okay. Uh, I may edit that to the start of an episode. I may not. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so you're rolling <laughs> at 20. Yeah, I rolled really well on the things that don't matter at all. So what happens here is you... There's a, there's a weight to the coin almost. It's like it is like a weighted coin in an idea. It's not the... One half seems heavier than the other, and you balance that across, and you flip. And when you do, it doesn't fall. It goes up and spins, and then it hangs in the air, and it spins, and it spins, and it's this... The way it catches the light, there's this whole rainbow of colors it's showing, and then a color flicks off to the side, a blue, and then another color flicks off to the side, and then a whole rainbow of colors clicks off until there's a number of circles encircling this one as it spins and the coin itself remains there's light on it but it's not reflecting anything it's not reflecting any colors it's just light it's pure light there's no color you can associate with it as every and then it begins reflecting all the colors again bright and powerful as these other colors grow big and in the opposite order that they shot out they return until it and it falls into your hand that, and she goes yeah that's that's the light show he did that's beautiful um i try to explain how to reproduce it so that she can do it um she tries she doesn't seem to have the necessary dexterity for it and she says he'd want someone who could do it to have it it's no point if i can't but, but i want you to be able to do it Maybe it wants you. Maybe it's magic, you say, and it wants some... Are you sure? Well, it's better than not having any use at all. And she does seem, she's a little like pouty about it, but it, it is sort of this thing of like, she is going to give it to you. Okay. Um, here, I, I can show you how to make really cool colored lights. I pull out my alchemy set, <laughs> and um, I, I make up a light recipe, and I show her like the different combinations that I would make to do different colors. 
Yeah, she talks about how you would bottle magical light and stuff like that. You have a conver- you have a very professional conversation about it, where if from two people who actually have studied it. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know probably as much as you. Um, she talks about how her teacher knew more. She doesn't know anything about alchemical things. She only knows about magic, and she she's only at the level where she could bottle a cantrip or two, really. And it would fade pretty quickly. Cool. We have an excellent conversation. And you now have a very old coin. Neat. Okay, so I prepare my other recipes. Okay. So you guys wake up. Uh, you get breakfast. There's sort of a, a gruel provided that you can eat. Some adventurers are eating their own rations. Uh, other people who appear to have brought their own food have wrapped it up in uh, various sort of leathers and things like that and put it in like the burning embers of things or like buildings around. They've literally gone out, gone like there's remains of fires places and they're like cooking food over it because they're like, it's here already. Yeah. Why not? You see people sharing like a skillet of cheese and bread like that. That morning, uh, Nassim is going to come and find you, uh, and I think find all of you because they did meet you all when you were together, and pull you aside and say, So, uh, I don't think we're really going to have that many jobs for you here, given yesterday. But, I talked to the captain briefly. She talked, the captain talked to me, sort of. There's other jobs that you can do, but you have to leave this, if you want to go out and like be one of the advanced teams seeing how things are affecting the area. There's also, um, uh, there's a job that someone had, uh, some uh, rich merchant had funded some some band that came here and then was going somewhere else and they it doesn't know if they've gone missing or anything. He, he's agitating to get someone to look at and to go find them. Do you think you guys could... Who's the band? Uh, they're called the Miracle Knights. Have I ever heard of these people? Roll me a history check. Okay. Uh, not bad. That's a 16. You have never seen one of their performances. They're not exactly your style, you think? They're... They're very popular. And people... It's a name that you hear everywhere, and it's not anything that you've ever had any urge particularly to check out. You would know they've got like four members, you think. They do... You would think you heard one of their songs performed by someone else once, and it was something about how beautiful the cheese farm looks in the morning. You know, it's some, it's very like base stuff. It's like bringing, um, it's glorifying everyday life is sort of their style of music. But is it good? Well, to be fair, you've never actually heard the band perform. You have heard someone else perform the music, but it was a student who hadn't really, it was basically someone in their first month or so of learning how to play lute was trying to pick out the really, really popular tune that, you know, was going around their college. So you weren't that impressed with the student. I suppose they're worth giving a chance. I mean, we're not going to a concert. We're looking for them to protect them. Yes. Yes. What do we know about 
their last location or where they were going. Uh, uh, and the scene pulls out a notebook and flips through a report that they've been given and says, okay, so um, they were here performing for the festivities, but they left a couple hours, maybe an hour or two before the final explosion. Um, I take out a notebook and start <laughs> writing, or I take out some paper. Oh, yeah. Um, and it seems like, do you want to copy my notes? Yeah, sure, thanks. Do you I copy want... them very diligently. Do you copy them very diligently? <laughs> Do I? Well, oh gosh, no. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll just you can you can read them, and I'll just take notes on the important parts. Okay. Uh, so they left about an hour beforehand. There's been an out a lot of uh, local sort of stuff that's around. Like Penser's a city, obviously, but you know the explosion was heard for miles and miles around, and it's agitated a lot of local wildlife and some monsters nearby, and they have been attacked some travelers. So they left about an hour before, and they haven't uh, reached, they should have reached their destination already. They might have been slowed down along the way. They're going to another city, a small city uh, a couple ways out. It's called, um, uh, it's called Ite. It's a small, they're doing like a, like a small tour basically, or I think they're just stopping. I don't know. They like, apparently they like to do this. Um, but they haven't reached there yet, and they should have reached there fairly quickly. It should have been a one day's journey, and this person's very worried that they've been attacked, and uh, apparently he's invested a fair amount of money in them. That is concerning, I suppose. Apparently bought them all new instruments to be shipped ahead. It's this whole, merchants are... Fascinating people, true. Do you know any merchants who are looking for new musicians? <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for someone to become a patron of yours, I don't know any personally, but it's definitely something you could talk to various people about. That's the route you want to go. I mean, it does leave you... I've... There were... I ran an inn, people came through sometimes. Mm. There were a number of people who complained about various things. Anyway, uh, if you guys are up for it, it's a uh, hundred gold upon returning, but sure. ensuring their yeah. safe wow. arrival. Let's seems we're trying to yeah. sneeze at. And if we run into anything that's um, munching on people coming out of the city along the way, we can give it a good whack, hopefully. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Even if I don't particularly care for the miracle lights, I am concerned about anything attacking traveling musicians. <laughs> But not attacking traveling other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one is a, a little more concerned to me. There aren't too many vampiric music critics or what have you running around. We'll go. We'll, we'll definitely help. All right. So they headed out. It's uh, it's east of here. Um, it's they're they're heading towards you know the big coast cities, Benvolor and whatnot. Uh, so if you. You can head out whenever you want. You can report back. Um, as long as you bring back a signed letter or the, a band member with you, or if we have word that this person's, that this concert's, they've got some concert they're supposed to do tomorrow or something. Okay. Alright. And how far is the, is Ike? Ike should be about, uh, about a day's journey. Nothing major. Calm walking. That's even if you stop and eat. It's not that far. It's why it's concerning that they weren't there last night. Okay. We should right. look into this. Yeah. We head east. 
Okay, do you do anything else before you leave Penser? Oh, are there, like, there aren't any people who are actively selling things. Like, the, the merchants are all closed up. Or oh, no, there's, like, people with blankets laid out who are selling things. You may get some interesting pricing. <laughs> um, yeah, I look around. Do you guys mind if I try to find a longbow? Because I think I could probably do better with one of those. Okay, oh, I got it. So I head out. I look to see if I can find one. Okay, uh, you can. Here's, here's an option I'll give you. You can either try and find one from a merchant, or you can try and buy one off an adventurer at the guard tower. I think I'd probably go to a merchant. Okay, so you you head out to the, there's a, a far-flung area that has the main road leading out of Pesser that is, has a number of merchants along the side now laid out goods. Some of them, you know, not everything in the city was destroyed. There were definitely districts that were completely unaffected. This is one of the furthest from the blast radius, as it is sort of things centered around the palace and then spread outward. This is one of the farthest reaching outward points because of the road. So... There's proper stalls set up here, things like that. There are a number of... It looks like any signs of pricing have been removed. Any signs of obvious, like, only five gold yeah. that you definitely... You would have passed through things before. There were definitely, you know, like, we're the cheapest option <laughs> sort of stuff up before. That is conspicuously absent. <laughs> so you can, you, you can find one pretty easily. They're selling longbows for 75 gold. I do not have 75 gold, so... Uh, and that's not counting arrows, by the way. God. Because there's a bit of advantage. Take, the merchants, at least, the people passing through. And you do know that a lot of the people walking through here trying to buy things don't look like you know people who live in the city. They look like adventurers. Right. This is something set up to take advantage yeah. of the adventurer economy. Yeah, um, so I'm not even going to try to haggle that because I can't get something down to less than a third of its price. <laughs> okay, um, I'll make do. Okay, so you guys set out. Do you say anything to, you as, to each other as you travel? Do you talk? Do you terpy? Do you fiddle? I mean, it's hard to fiddle and walk at the same time. So well, are you not even going to attempt? <laughs> <laughs> I... I I know how to properly take care of my fiddle and preserve my playing. <laughs> if we like take breaks, rest breaks, I absolutely take out my fiddle and play. Um, but if we're walking, I'm not going to try and walk and play at the same time. That is folly. So, Erin, uh, um, I'm sorry I talked about the pendant. Um, I have this coin. It's fine, kid. Keep it. That's that's not. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's water under the bridge. Thanks. I give you a hug. Aw. I pat him. <laughs> you can specify where or just like <laughs> in general. I just like I guess on the like, okay. I, like how tall is Theo? Like what's <laughs> the, the, the size difference here? Um, I think he's about average for a human male. 5'10", 5'11". Okay, so we're like roughly the same height, actually. So I pat him on the back. Okay. Because um, you're... You you seem younger than you are, yeah. I think, is the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I am gangly and... You just hit a growth spurt. We just established that. <laughs> exactly. You grew like three inches. Yeah. 
it's confusing. I don't know where my feet end and where my hands are. Um, um, so what exactly do you, like, do? What's, what is the thing that you do? Um, well, I, I know a lot about herbs and about alchemy. Um, and I am, I am a pretty good archer, too, at least in, you know, like, little friendly competitions. I guess I do alchemy, mostly. That's what, that's what other people don't do that I do. Interesting. I don't know what alchemy is. Um, so, you know the things that I've been throwing that blow up? Yeah. Um, that's what I do. So I can make bombs of all kinds of different, uh, all different kinds. I can make ones that are cold, and ones that are hot, and ones that are, like, I don't want to talk about those ones, actually. Um, I make ones that make light. <laughs> um, they're all kinds of different cool things. It's pretty cool. We didn't have a lot of alchemy, uh, where I'm from. Or any. As far as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, Not that you would have known. No, yeah. That's, Not that you would have known. I have, like, zero experience with alchemy ever in my personal, like, experience. How common is it in general? Um, it really, really depends where you're from. Okay. So, for example, the human nation of Havorden, which is an island nation very far to the north, protected by a ring of ice with a sort of inner beautiful place, but people don't get through the icy mountains usually, they might have, they're sort of very intellectual, they might have a lot of alchemy and less magic, but for example, um, Tidaloli has, despite having tons and tons of fruits that grow there and indis interesting medicinal plants and all that, it is very magically based, so almost everything they do there is more on the magical side and less on the alchemical side. And there is sort of a, a distinct difference between those. You can combine them in interesting ways, but one is science and one is I have magic powers. Yeah. They are very different things. Yeah, so um, at some point, are you guys, sorry, are you guys done? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, so I might drift over to you while we're walking and just say, hey, so I noticed you're a magic user too. Healer of some sort? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, I was wondering if, do you know anything about something like this? And I sort of show you my wrist, which has this very, almost garish gold bracelet on it. I know you might have a bit more of a description. Uh, so it is... Yeah, so it is a thick gold band, very attention-grabbing, very garish. It doesn't exactly match a lot of what the rest of Vantis is about, although Vantis does have numerous gold accents in other places, including a golden lioness tattoo. It has a bright red, not ruby exactly, but some kind of gem right in the sort of center of it, right where the wrist... It is like more of a cuff than a bracelet almost, it also has some blue gems on either side and an intricate scroll work thing. Interesting. You can roll me a religion check if you want to see if you can find I, anything about it. I would it. love to do that. Well, that wasn't great. But, um, 13. You think you've seen something like it before in design? Maybe? There might be... You don't know what it has to do with it. You might 
there's a couple places where the fashion might match that. You know, like, there's a couple places where that might just be a thing that people wear. So maybe it's, like, Valore or maybe Chadal or, honestly, even Scapa, potentially. It's, you know, hard to pin down. You're not... It's not exactly your specialty. Um, you think it has some kind of... You, you think you remember it sticking out because for you in particular because you think it does have some kind of religious connotation, but you're not sure. I mean, it looks a little familiar, but nothing I can pinpoint right now. Any ideas? Um, I mean, it could be from a, a couple of different places stylistically but it could be it could be religious but there's nothing you know concrete well thanks if anything makes you remember somebody uh left this in my bar a while back uh never came to pick it up and now i uh can't get rid of the damn thing i take it off and just toss it off to the side of the road wait a minute pat pocket Take it out. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. <laughs> Cool's one word for it. It's kind of garish. <laughs> <laughs> no, so really. Percy Jackson. You, Terapy, do you really think you have any right to comment on that? <laughs> but, but I absolutely say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if anything comes to mind, but nothing right now. You know, there, uh, where, uh, back where I'm from, there's this story that's told about the, uh, about this young adventurer boy who had a sword who could do that. It was a, tra- <laughs> it was a shape-shifting sword, and when he would throw, if it went, if he threw it away, it reappeared in his pocket. Wow. Huh. Can I check it out? Um, I'd love to. Go ahead. I'll wait until the DM gets back. Um, that's not a very good roll. Are you rolling Arcana or History? You can roll one, you cannot roll both. I would probably do Arcana. Okay, what'd you roll? Uh, 14. Uh, with a 14... I mean, it's gotta have some kind of magic to keep coming back, but it's... weird? You can't really read it very well. It's got a weird aura. Oh, that's weird. Um, I have no idea what's going on there. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can I try a History check then if Theo tried Arcana? Sure, yeah. I, I feel like this isn't going to go well. Yeah, it's not going to go well. <laughs> I was right, that's an 11. Oh, God, it's gaudy. <laughs> it's just so, it's not even that it's gaudy, it's that it's just not your taste particularly. And it's not that you don't, you mainly looked, like, you looked into things you wanted to know about. If you saw a picture of this, you wouldn't want to know about it. <laughs> I mean, that's true, it's just... It just and it clashes with the whole, like, styling. No, really. <laughs> I've been trying to throw this thing away like, for... Like, you don't have to wear it. Like... <laughs> oh, if I ignore it long enough, I'll if find myself wearing it's... it again. That's very interesting. Very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Is it, like, sentient? Is it... <laughs> I mean, it hasn't tried talking to me as far as I know, but... Have you tried talking to it? Hey... Bracelet, would you like to have a conversation? <laughs> Just sort of jokingly. I presume it does not reply. Nothing happens. 
Well, now you've tried. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll find somebody who knows how to take this off. In the meantime, I just keep amassing other bits of gold jewelry to make it look less weird. Solid plan. Everyone roll me perception. Or, what's everyone's passive perceptions? 19. 10. 12. Um, 15. Okay, I'm gonna roll a thing. Yeah. That's the thing I rolled. You, as you walk along having this conversation and bonding and having a good moment together, there's a moment where you turn around a corner where there's sort of a little glade on one side, uh, and you're so absorbed in this conversation that you don't notice until they're upon you when three small things come shrieking out of the forest to attack you. Everyone roll initiative. I'm rolling okay tonight. <laughs> also, do you rule that oh, Jack of all trades can apply to initiative? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. Sorry. Cool. Fun. 25 to 20. 20 to 15. 18. 19. 15 to 10? 12. 14. The cleric always goes last. And dust? <laughs> Seven. Yeah, yeah, and every, like, I mean, clerics tend to have okay. bad dacks. So. so, first up uh, are these three little monsters. Uh, who are each going to shrieking uh, attempt to bite three of you? So I'm gonna do. I have a D3 if you want. I well, oh, no, no, because I need right. a D5. Right. Mm. So D10. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so five, which is you. Mm. Three, which is you. And nine. Okay, so Euterpe, Vantis, and Theo are all getting attacked. So first up on Euterpe, this leathery looking, kind of like a chicken, but also a bad chicken. Like a monster. (laughs) Like a bad, like this is not a pleasant looking chicken. It's like... Scale, it's like scaled in places and feathery in places and leathery in places, and it's biting you. It's a confused. Uh, but it only rolls a nine to hit, so that you do misses. manage to pull out of the way as it attempts to bite at you with its like. It's got both a beak and fangs. It's really weird. And then on Vantis, uh, that's a twenty-one to hit. I think that might be higher than my AC. You sure? Yeah. Oh man, so that is five points of piercing damage, and I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, fun. Um, so, 17 and then con save. That's a seven. Okay, um, you feel these, these teeth in this beak. Actually, you know what it is? I'll go the disturbing actual thing that exists for it. It's like teeth on the side of its tongue. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> birds are disturbing. I love them. I hate birds. <laughs> um, birds are terrifying. Birds are right. Re- every bird, every single bird is ready to throw down at any moment. <laughs> I love Can them. confirm. <laughs> I have a pet parrot. It's not. Um, so... These teeth, uh, it bites at you with this beak, and the teeth on the side of its tongue sort of dig into your flesh, and you do take a fair, you know, like a good amount of thing. 
and you feel something, some magical force begin to enter your blood, and you feel from where it bit you on your leg, your body begins to turn to stone. Uh, so oh, you are restrained. Oh, boy. Which means that attacks against you have advantage, you have di- your attacks have disadvantage, um, and you, your speed is zero. Oh, okay. Uh, finally, the attack on Theo. That's a 14 to hit. That is the number. Make me a calm saving throw. 14. Okay, so you take four points of poison of piercing damage, and you feel this force begin to try and exert itself, but you manage to sort of pull yourself out and away and sort of say, you know, like this taking, you know, like feeling that you take the pain of pulling away in order to prevent some magical force from entering your blood. And the scrawny can't uh, do better on the con save. <laughs> bad chicken. Uh, now that's uh, their surprise round. We go to the top of the uh, order with Euterpe. Okay, are, are they all within a 20-foot cube, and can I angle it so Absolutely. it doesn't hit us? Great, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire then, and be stuck in melee for the rest of this battle. Just do this. Okay, uh, so they get dex saving throws? They do get dex saving throws. Uh, so they, they rolled a 13, which fails. Yes. So they are all lit up with this ethereal light as the elf goes, Holy fuck, and cast something. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm playing something. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a holy fuck sort of yeah. thing. Like, these are like weird, magical chicken dinosaurs yeah. that have attacked you <laughs> out of nowhere. You also did say that you weren't playing your, as you were walking. So like, yeah, but as soon as, we're, as soon as we're in combat, I pull off the fiddle. And as, I yeah. will give, uh, in, while I'm, as I am playing my fiddle, which I'm doing, I'm going to throw inspiration to Vantis so hopefully she can break the... Cool. Uh, next up is Vantis. Uh, it is not, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of your next turn, but you can also do things during that turn. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start by just sort of, I'm, I like shake my head, try to shake this, and turn into a lion. Okay, cool. That's you, my, you do a lion. Mm-hmm. And that's my bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I am going to try to bite this chicken back, Davis. Great, roll an attack. Um, that's an that misses. <laughs> that dice is going away. As it um, shifts to the, it pulls out of the way um, very quickly. It is a, it's a fairly quick on its foot little creature. Right. Oh, also your attack would have been disadvantage anyway. Um, but are there other party members within five feet? Sure. Then it would balance out because uh, pack tactics. Nice. Okay, cool. I don't know lions, so I'm just going <laughs> to trust you on that. Yep. Uh, well, within five feet of the creature, but since they're in our mm-hmm. face, we won't. It's, you're yeah. just all in the place, doing things. Cool. Um, so, do I get to save again? Yes, roll your save, and you have a d6 of inspiration if you need it. Yeah, uh, with inspiration you can add that after the roll. After yeah. you roll, but before I tell you if it succeeds. Okay. Um, I'm not even going to try adding the inspiration yeah. to that. The it's inspiration a won't save that. Okay. Um, oh. Do I turn into stone now? Yeah. You shift into being a lion statue with a gaudy bracelet on the <laughs> It probably looks less gaudy on a lion. Well, it still looks pretty weird on a lion. Especially on a stone lion. <laughs> yeah. That is 
a heck of a bracelet. <laughs> um, next up, it's their turn. Uh, so at this point, they're going to attempt to bite the one who did the thing. Wait, it's their turn again? It wasn't. They did a oh, and they would have had advantage right. anyways because of fairy fire. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I canceled that disadvantage anyways. Okay. I'm excited to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they roll a nat one on their attack on you. Great. Uh, there's gonna just we're also gonna attack the other two who haven't been attacked. So one on Aaron, which is a nat twenty. Okay. Uh, that is going to be five points of piercing damage and roll me a con save. Okay. Uh, twenty one. Uh, yeah, you're totally fine. Absolutely, a thousand percent. No one, please, please. You got this. Uh, and then it's gonna be one on dust, which is a 16 to hit. That's the number. <laughs> which is gonna be four points of piercing damage and roll me a con saving throw. Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a three. So, here we go. <laughs> You're restrained, all your attack rolls have disadvantage, but that cancels out attacks against you have advantage. Um, and your speed is zero. Yeah. Uh, that's Can their go. It's Aaron's guys. turn. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna attack the one that just attacked me. Sure. Uh, that is uh twenty-one to hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm attacking with my great sword. You get advantage, oh, by yeah. the way. So okay. roll it. So you get that twenty. Uh, twelve slashing damage. Oh yeah, you do a pretty substantial hit to this thing as it, it hisses towards you and attempts, it does manage to bite you, pull out of the way and you basically slash at it. It does, it's pretty small, so it's sort of hard to hit, but it does pull out of the way of most of it, but you do get a good slash across its chest because uh, it does not look fantastic at the moment. Um, it looks like you took out about half its health in one hit. Okay. Uh, next up is Theo. Can I catch two of them in a five foot radius? Without catching the party. Mm, without catching, I'd say you could get it, but you might get Aaron in there. It's fine. I got the uh, Hey, Aaron. Um, I can hit two of them at the risk of hitting you. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, with advantage on them. Thank you. Um, that... Well, if you were aiming at a creature, oh, true. That's true. You would have advantage. You're aiming at a square. Yep. So you I have an eight, I missed the square. You missed the square. So you throw this and it doesn't hit, you're so worried about potentially hitting Aaron yeah. that you actually throw it just a little too far and it explodes further off, whatever you were, which one were you doing? Uh, frozen bomb. Frozen bomb. So a frozen, the same like ice thing, it just doesn't hit quite. Uh, Cause that doesn't yeah. advantage on, fairy fire does not work that. Yeah, I could. No, it's too late to inspire myself. Uh, um. Dust, it's your turn. Um, I, how close, how close are we? Oh, pretty, pretty, you're we're, all up in, you're we're all up in, in there. there. <laughs> all right, great. I'm going to just whip out my crossbow and go for the one that's already been hit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Roll an attack. No, you're rolling a d20. Oh, right. Yes. To hit. There you go. That's a 14. 14 hits. Amazing. Roll your damage. Six. Okay, yeah, this thing's looking pretty rough. It's looking like probably another hit will take it out. Um, top of the order, you tear, Fee. 
Okay, so I'm in melee. For sure. But <laughs> fairy fire. Yeah. So I'm going to try to fire bolt that one that they were working on because I don't have disadvantage. Yeah, sure. Roll and attack. Fairy fire. Straight roll. That, that was not me actually rolling, so I'm going to actually roll. Uh, that's an 11. That hits. Oh, wow. <laughs> but you bumped the camera. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a whole two points of damage. Well, that hit didn't take it out. (laughs) But um, it did, uh, these things, while not immune to fire, like other things were so rude to be, um, they, uh, you also, if you just hit, like, the leathery bit of the wing, it doesn't do a ton, Mm. which is what you did. That's disappointing. Vantus is a statue. Yep. Which is interesting. Um, I'm gonna rule you can think as a statue. Vantus, what are you thinking at this moment? Uh, probably a, just a general fuck, 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 yeah. fuck everything. Cool. Sounds right. Uh, it's now their turn again. There's still three of them. Uh, so we're gonna do, uh, nothing on the one who missed. One on you, one on you, and one on you, Terapy. So first on Dust, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah. Uh, That would be four points of piercing damage, and I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 18. Oh yeah, you're fine. You're pulling out of the way of these, no problem. Uh, Next up is on Aaron. That's gonna be a 14 to hit, which is not hit. Yeah. So they, they catch a bit of your chain mail and you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> and on you therapy. That's gonna be a 15 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That's gonna be three points of piercing damage and roll me a con saving throw. Yeah, and then I have to make a concentration check after that. Uh that's 12. Yeah, you're good. Okay, and then this is my concentration check. Which is a 10, because I'm plus one. All right, so So you're fine, you're good, you got this. You maintain (sighs) concentration. That's there go, Aaron, it's yours. All right, I'm gonna attack the one that we've been attacking. Yeah. Uh, Not great, Um, but uh, a 13 to hit? Yeah, it hits. Okay. Um, What's your min damage? Um, My minimum damage is uh, six. Okay, yeah, roll. Although I can re-roll ones and twos. Roll. (laughs) (laughs) I re-roll that. Um, All right, so that's uh, 11 damage. Yeah, it's, you behead it. You cut it, it's like a chicken with its head cut off. (laughs) It is very dead. Um, I'm gonna use my action surge and attack (laughs) the other one. Cool, roll and attack. Um, that's 21 to hit? Yeah, that hits. Uh, uh 13 to hit? Uh, uh, sorry, 13 damage. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking fan- like, again, you did a similar hit on your first hit to the other one, um, and you take out about half its health in one swing. Like, it's leaking blood like a sieve. Uh, after Aaron is Theo. Can I catch two of them in a radius? Sure. Cool. I will. Okay, that's fine. Um, that hits the square with a 13. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got six damage, mm -hmm. and they can have deck saves. Uh, that's a 13. That fails. Okay. So it takes the six damage, and it has both of them have disadvantage on the next attack roll they make. Okay, one of them, the one that Aaron just hit, and then you freeze. So you throw this, and again, you do the turn and cower thing yeah, that your therapy's not very fond of. Um, but uh, it, it hits pretty heavily. The one that's already injured, it actually sinks into this wound that already happens. The other one's still looking okay, but they're not, um, they're, you know, like, th th this is a mistake that they have made coming here. <laughs> they're still clarifying Ready to throw down at any moment. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> Birds. Uh, Dust, it's your go. All right, I'm going to go for <coughs> the relatively uninjured one mm -hmm. with uh, my crossbow. Okay, roll a straight attack. Yeah, there's nothing you yeah, can add to that. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, yeah, your, your crossbow bolt goes wide uh, as you trip over the tail of the lion statue a little bit. <laughs> we were not expecting a lion statue. <laughs> yeah, you therapy, it's your turn. Great. So I think I'm gonna, whichever one is more injured, just try firebolt it. Sure, roll an attack. Uh, that's gonna be a 15. Yeah, that hits. Great, let's see if I can roll better damage this time. Yes, eight points of damage. Uh, yeah, you fire it and you get a nice fried chicken as it dies. That's cool. And Erin seems to be doing the most damage, so I'll throw her some inspiration while we're at it. Nice. Okay, uh, Vantis. <laughs> Very much still a stone lion statue, but with an excessively gaudy bracelet. <laughs> um, is the one remaining thing's turn, uh, which it's going to roll in a... It's going to try and get Aaron uh, with a 17. Okay, that hits. So I have to roll. Yeah, that's four points of piercing damage. Um, and uh, that's uh, 19 constitution. Oh, yeah, you're so fine. These things are, once you know what you're going for, they're laughably easy. They're also hilarious to look at. <laughs> Terrifying. I'm definitely laughing at them. And hilarious. Horrifying. <laughs> and the fun one of the funniest things you've ever seen. <laughs> Still have a statue here. Well, you I'm not laughing at the statue. <laughs> I'm laughing at the monsters. Um. Next, so it is Aaron's go now. All right. I'm gonna attack the one that's left. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventeen to hit. Oh yeah. Uh, ten damage. Okay. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. Pretty bad, Theo. I will. It's looking pretty bad. I will pull out a short bow. Cool. And hit with a 23. Oh, yeah, so much. More than double its AC. <laughs> Six damage. Uh, yeah, it's it's one more hit. will definitely take it out. Dust, you want to try and be the final kill? Oh, you, sure, why not? You want to try and kill Steel? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, we're going for the crossbow again. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. It's just fun times all around. Well, <laughs> yeah. I oh, wait, wait, wait. You would get advantage now because there's still fairy fired and there's no enemies near you anymore. Okay, I love that. So, 
Let's roll that one. So much better. 19. Yes, that hits. <laughs> um, so that would be 11 damage. Um, you managed to get it straight, like, straight through the chest, like the crossbow, like, the crossbow bolt goes literally straight through and comes out the other side of the chest, and it just gets like a, ah, and falls. Uh, there are three dead, these creatures, and guys, um, lion statue. Yeah, so, so we should find someone who can fix this. Yeah, can either, I, I know, like, a bunch of you guys do magic, can any of you fix this? Oh, that is. Roll, do you want to try and see what these creatures are first, yes, guys? Yes, I all want to know what they are. Roll me an, uh, ooh, are you better, you're better at Arcana, right? Yeah. These are magical-ish, I'll give you Arcana. Nope, 11. <laughs> um, these are freaky chicken dinosaurs. Can I roll Arcana, too? Yeah, you can't, you may have heard of, you think actually you've heard of these before, you don't know. Nat one. <laughs> Which is not very Down of the DCs for finding the right potion because I listened to the episode again and it was as funny the second time as it was the Agreed. first time. Um, okay, none of you have. You think, like, maybe you two, the two of you, uh, Theo and Dust, you're like, I feel like I've heard of these before because I feel like if I'd ever read about these in a book or, you know, like learned about them or heard about them in a story, I would have gone like, that's fucking weird. I'm gonna remember that. You cannot remember their name or any details about them, really? Which is a shame because there is a thing you could do if you knew that. <laughs> and you feel that too. Both of you feel that you're like, I'm pretty sure there's like something that I'm forgetting that's really relevant here. I keep forgetting inspiration um you do so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to look at the statue and see if like was this is anything that we can reverse okay uh roll me an arcana check <laughs> 14 i mean it's definitely magical and these things don't seem strong enough. Like, you've heard of basilisk for sure. That's like a staple of, like, alchemical stuff because they've got that sack that you can get that's yeah. full of some really cool, weird it's shit. Pretty cool um, so you paid a lot of attention to basilisks. These things were, like, basilisks are, like, hard, you know? They're, like, something you wouldn't want to go up against. These things, like, are not, you know, like, they can kill people, clearly, particularly in swarms, but, like, they were pretty... They didn't take that long to go down. You feel like they wouldn't... You feel like something like that wouldn't be powerful enough to exert a magical influence to turn someone to stone permanently. Okay. How much... Uh, can I try... 
Can I try lifting the lion? See how much it weighs? Like, will it budge? What size is a lion? Um, medium, I believe. Oh, no. no, large. I count as one size large because of my brawny feet. I count uh, as one count size large. For your carrying for... capacity, and... I will let you roll an athletics check. I'm gonna tell you right now, the other thing involved in this is, um... If you break any part well, of the oh, no, I, don't I was I was just gonna see if I could like uh, if right. we can move the lion to somewhere someone who could help. I'm not just gonna be like bench pressing <laughs> the stone lion. No, I'm <laughs> saying you have to be careful about how you carry the lion because if the lion's like tail breaks off, you honestly don't know what that means because this isn't. If this were her actual form, that would mean I no longer have an arm. Or something. Damn. <laughs> but like, well, it might be a good thing I wild shaped. <laughs> it might protect you from permanent loss of limb very early in the campaign. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna roll a wisdom check to see if I do this. So yeah, I, ro- I rolled higher than a ten. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. So I think we know what might have happened to the miracle lights. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we should find someone who knows. <laughs> no, continue. Keep going. Is this not a logical conclusion to No, draw? it's fine. Keep going. Keep talking, you therapy. So I think we should find someone who knows how to fix this. Because for one thing, there's more of these. I'd rather have another person around. Or lion. She seems to be a lion now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we should... I think we should go back, because that's where the adventurers were. Well, I do have... uh, I have a horn that I can use to summon help. I don't know if they'll respond, but I could blow this horn and hope that we... Tell me more! (laughs) It's it's just a regular horn, but it is a horn used for summoning help from other guards from back when I was a guard. Can they... Well, this actually... It sounds like like a horn blowing. Oh, okay. It's just a... Okay, I thought you were really like describing a magical item, and I was no, very confused. No, not a magical art item, just a horn that I can blow to summon help. Worth a shot, I guess. It is, it's, it's very unheroic of us not to have the solutions here, but we do seem to be in a bit of a bind. Okay, um, so I blow the horn. Okay, roll me a constitution check to see how loud you blow this horn with your lungs. Uh, 13. Uh, yeah, it, it, you blow it pretty loud. You think probably people at the last... You, you think you're not, like, necessarily that far from Penser. You think maybe people will be able to hear it. Um, you don't know necessarily if they'll send someone. They might. Uh, you would have to wait it out. So you guys probably take, like, an hour-long short rest while yeah. you wait to see if yeah, someone shows up. I'm gonna roll it. So while you do that, you, you hang out, you I wait. will sing a song of rest. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, so anyone who's Gets an taken extra... damage can roll one of their hit, one of their two hit dice, which for you is a d8. And you get an extra three and, uh, points. And if, if you, you roll one. any hit dice, you get an extra three from her class ability. Thank you. So you get, yeah. Um, do we add our constitution modifier when we do? No. Okay. Um, so after about an hour, they, there is someone who comes running towards you. It looks like a, you know, like, it's not Nassim, but it looks like someone like Nassim, you know, like a young guard who's just come out, who sort of sees 
you guys, and then immediately spots the lion statue and walks up and is like, Our friend uh, turned into a lion and the, and got bit by a oh, thing. Oh, cockatrices! Okay. What? <laughs> of course. How did I forget that? Cockatrice. Oh, that's that's fine. It's not even. Um, do you? I mean, yeah. I guess I can't really tell you guys to wait it out for twenty-four hours. If you had it, she'd just revert back on her own. Um, but we do have the solution. We can prepare from the cockatrice's blood. I carry a little bit of it with me. I can't do this every time. I'm going to tell you that now, but it's extraordinary circumstances at the moment. We need as many as we can, and this you is a small thing. You have a little bit of extra, we also believe. We have been sent to rescue some I mean, people. We just killed three. We... we can probably collect their blood if we have an empty vial. If any of you know how to prepare any any sort of... It's it's a fairly simple procedure. I can describe it to any of you if any of you are familiar with yes, that. Yeah. Alright, so here's... And uh, she tells you, she guides you through, like, so you just take this and you boil it down and then you add it <coughs> to a preserving agent and you do this other things so and then you apply it so it becomes more of like a gel or an oil and then you spread it across a, a fair amount of the thing and it will react and counteract the magic. Um, which is how they don't, their spit doesn't poison them, is the idea. Makes sense. Um, I and, collect as much of the blood as I can. Okay, roll me a nature check. Uh, and nature. she does spread it across your form. Uh, and you oh, <laughs> inspire yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is for those of you in an auditory medium, uh, Theo just rolled a natural two, and then to inspire himself, rolled a one on his inspiration dice. <laughs> Uh, you get two vials of blood, okay. which should be enough to make one preparation okay. to salt, save one person from this. Well, you have. turn back, but you do think you're still in battle. <laughs> yeah, you lose all memory of the time when you were a statue. Where? I see you holding a dead chicken upside down, trying to get blood <laughs> out of it. Uh, so Did you I were miss a something? statue? A statue wearing a very gaudy bracelet, may I add? <laughs> At this point, I probably turn back from. Mm-hmm. I glance down, um, look, notice that on my lion's paw, the bracelet is still there. <laughs> Not your lion. Oh, do you. Oh, I, I mean. You I wild guess, shape. Yeah. Okay. I was. I mean, I was a lion. Right, um, but then you talked. Yeah, and I realized that that was probably in my immediate panic, just came out as a sort of snarling liony sound. Okay, so still a lion to clarify. Okay, I then go or back into human shape. Tiefling, you mean? Or tiefling? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the bracelet still fucking follows me. <laughs> still, we should look into that. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Um, but, anyways, thanks for. Uh, Making me not made out of stone? That's... Um, what are the pronouns of the person? She. <laughs> that's... That's her thing. Uh, she came when we... Yeah, these, the, these things are actually common to the... They're, it's... The... It, they can survive with less water, so, like, the more wastelandy aspects of Rymore. We're not, like, the most... It's not the most hospitable landscape. But these things... Fucking hell if you can get rid of them. You can't. They come back like the plague. Anyway, I gotta get back to town if y'all are good. Yeah. Thank, oh, you. Thank, you. Thank you. No problem. Uh, um, seriously, 
you don't have to worry about these. I'm sure most of the time you can handle them fine. And if you don't, it's plenty easy to prepare a solution. Yeah. Well, I owe you one. Thank you. No worries. Uh, I got to go back. Right. Have a safe journey, I think. We'll be more prepared yeah. next time. Yeah. So we should find the miracle nights. Let's do. Yeah. Okay. So we continue on down the road. Great. We're going to take a brief break to eat food. Yay. Yes. Um, so you continue down the road. That's the thing that you're doing. Okay, at this point I think you guys are on more alert, so I want you to roll perception. Probably a lot of sixes tonight. <laughs> I thought a not twenty for a twenty-four. Ooh, good. Nice. Six. Okay. Um twelve. So, Dust and Theo, the sort of, the sort of more aware members of the group, I think at this moment, um, you're still a little freaked out about the whole <laughs> you were a statue thing, yeah. um, and you are contemplating if you could play your fiddle while you walk. Like it might make things faster in general. You're not sure. You, you're thinking about like as much as you love your fiddle, maybe there's like something, maybe there's some adaptation of it you could do. I mean, I could deign to just, like, play the lute. You could play that while walking just fine. Both of you notice that there is a point where it looks like there's signs of a scuffle, um, and it looks like some, like, maybe a group of people. You in particular, Theo, notice uh, that maybe there's a moment when people left the road, like maybe there was something weird up ahead and, or weird in the woods, and they started going through the woods because um, there's a small glade on one side. Can I figure out how many people there were? Whether it was like one or twenty or something. Ooh, roll me survival. You're also noticing this dust. You can also roll survival if you want. Great. Not twenty. You keep doing that in a row. It doesn't matter. And not when it does. Yup. So that's a twenty-two. That feels in character for Theo, though. That's true. Yeah, both of you would guess that it was. It was probably about four people, which is the number that you're looking for. I think... And this, by the way, is about two to three hours out of Penser. Okay. It looks like there are four people here, and I think they went off the road. So we might want to follow them. Yeah, so that sounds mean. like a good idea. I Let's, hope uh, I can maintain my survival check to follow these tracks. No. Well, you rolled a nat 20, so sure. Yay. Because <laughs> I'll give that to you. So you start... You, you pick your way through the woods. It does look like they sort of carved a path through a little bit. Um, using your previous perception rolls, after about an hour of walking through here, um, it looks like they, they did do a bunch of, you know, like, it looks like you find places where maybe they stopped and rested, you find places where, um, various things look like they happened. Um, you do manage to, with your nat 20 perception from earlier, there's like a moment up ahead. It looks like it's a place where it sort of dips and maybe there's like a lake behind it or something like that. And there's sort of a place where the, the whole, you feel like there's something, you think you can hear sounds of a fight up ahead. I rush ahead. Guys, I think there's a fight going on. Should we try to stop? I'm already running and <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not happening. Um, so I'll have you all roll initiative then, right from the start. There we go. <laughs> what? 
doesn't make sense though. I guess I like tripped over a root. Yeah, or I think we both did. Yeah, you guys were a little too eager. <laughs> I might have gotten in your way. Yeah, I tripped over Theo. <laughs> Theo tripped on He's the root, and I tripped on Theo. Well, we've established that Theo doesn't know where his legs are. Which is a whole pile up. I also did not roll great initiative, so. Okay, uh, so 25 to 20. 20. Cool. 20 to 15. 18. You could probably skip the next two categories. <laughs> oh, I'm good. 10, uh, 15 to 10. 11. Oh, nice. I have a really good modifier. I've got a six. Six and one. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, here is what happens. Dust, you, I think you're also faster than, no, you're just a regular 30 foot, 30 foot speed. Um, yes. Um, but you, you're pretty good at dodging around things. You're really dexterous. And so when, uh, you start running forward, you do in fact, uh, trip over a root and fall and tumble. And the two of people, the two people who were coming close after you do also take a little bit of a tumble. So dust, you end up shooting ahead of other people with Vantis close on your heels, and you come into this clearing where you see a pretty interesting situation. There is a large creature that is very much dead, that looks like it's been slain. There are four individuals, um, two tieflings, a high elf, and what looks like either a human or a half elf, who... um, are working on fighting it, but look like they're running pretty low on everything, kind of. There are two living creatures here. One of them matches the dead, and it is a very large, disturbing creature. It's like covered in hooked spikes with sort of big insect-like mandibles and a long, you know, like six to eight insect-like legs along its terrifying sort of column of a body. It looks like it's made for burrowing and digging or something like that. It's pretty gross. There's one dead next to them and one still fighting them, but the thing that's probably a little more frightening or a little more grabbing your attention, despite being about the same size and a little easier to comprehend, is a very, very young black dragon wormling that they are also fighting off. What okay. do you do? Um, that is a great question. We're in a clearing. You are in a clearing. How large? There's a lake behind there's them. There's a lake on the other side. Mm-hmm. And how, like, we're at the edge of the clearing right now? Yeah, so, sure. like, how far away are we from them? Mm-hmm. 40 feet. Okay, all right. I take in this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think by the time I've kind of looked around, Vantis is caught up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. I don't want to jump into anything that I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but at the same time, do these seem to be the people? Do you think these are the guys we're looking for? We were sent to find four musiciany types. Oh, I, they definitely look bardic. Uh huh. I just go. Yeah, these are our guys. Um. Yeah, so maybe I'm just gonna whip out whip out a crossbow and take down the, the the large guy. How far away are we right now, by the way? Forty feet. Forty feet. Okay. 
uh, take down the the burrowy one or the the dragony one? The burrowy one. Okay, sure. Uh, roll an attack on the burrowy one. Well, that was terrible. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. How much was it? <laughs> Six. Oh yeah, you aim. You try to take aim, uh, but it sort of twists. It looks like it's um. It's noticed you. So yeah. it, it turns its head and it, your bolt goes wide and it's now looking at you. It knows you're there. That's your turn. Do you do anything with your bonus action or anything? Do you um, move? I'm going to stay safely at this distance. Cool. Eight Vantis, it's your go. Okay, so are both of these creatures like Oh, in they're melee? they're with. they're in melee with these guys. They're attacking. Okay, so they're both both of them are going to have um, some of the bars within 5 feet of them. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, they're also large. The the burrowy one is a large creature. The other one is the same size as you guys, basically. So there's a way with the large one to get, uh, like, it's, you could get its butt without hitting anyone else. Yeah, I'm just thinking with Ice Knife, um, I couldn't do that, which is every creature within five feet of what I hit. Anyways, mm-hmm. um... Um, I think for now I'm going to try going lion. Cool. Hopefully that'll work better for you this time. (laughs) I need to redeem myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I've got a 50 foot move speed so I can go and attack and I can use pounce. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am going to try pouncing on a dragon. Awesome. Roll me a pounce attack. All right. So yeah, that'll be a claw attack. Um, that is a 17. That just hits as your claws just barely sink through these thick black scales. All right. Um, and that's going to do, um, four slashing damage. Okay. Um, and also it has to succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay. It rolled an eight. It is prone. Awesome. Um, and in that case, it says if the target is prone, the lion can take a bonus action to make one by attack against it. You but used I your I bonus action to turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. I, okay. So you, this lion, this individual, the rest of you do see this now. This fight happening, and you see this tiefling individual just sort of shrug, run forward, and as running shifts, and this golden lion form again. This one that you saw briefly before takes a running leap at this dragon, and who's not expecting it because this one doesn't have tremor sense, uh, and gets knocked prone. That was pretty cool. I just took down a dragon. Next up are the Miracle Knights, who, seeing you guys and seeing this happening, uh, are going to... It looks like they've exhausted almost everything they've got. Uh, One of them's looking pretty rough off there. Um, It would be one of the... It's one of the tieflings. Um, They are just going to attempt to hide. So I'm going to roll a check to see if they can hide, because it looks like maybe you guys have got this. Uh, they're going to hide behind, they're not going to move out of melee, but they're going to hide behind, like, a tree that's there. And they roll pretty well on that, so they're going to try and, like, take some cover. They're not going to help you in this fight, because it looks like they're, if they try, they could become targets, and they want you guys, they might want you guys to be the new <laughs> targets a little bit. Next up is Euterpe. Okay, one question, was the high elf wearing a mask or not? The High Elf was not wearing a mask, and the High Elf is sort of... It looks like what the High Elf is doing is pulling the injured tiefling behind a, um, 
behind sort of a, a tree slash rock outcropping. It looks like this individual is attempting to make sure that their band member their band member is a. Uh, safe from further dragon attacks. Cool. Okay. I'm gonna do something can I get within 30 feet of the dragon? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna do something that's either gonna be really cool or not work at all. Awesome. I'm gonna cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the dragon. Great. <laughs> it gets to make a wisdom save. It rolls a 16. Oh, that passes. So that did nothing. Sad. Uh, so you, you attempt to do this and it's this dragon may be young but it knows it's better than you. Oh. Um, do you have anything with your bonus action? You tear I think, I think I'm gonna wait and see who needs inspiration, so. Okay, that, Theo, it's your go. Nice can I get both of them within a five foot radius? No. Okay. Then you can get one of them. I am going to try to figure out this dragon. I'm gonna do a studied combat. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to throw a frozen bomb at it. Awesome. Inspiration? No, I've already used my bonus action. I miss. Awesome. <laughs> How big is the dragon? Um, the dragon is a medium creature. Um, I do have a five foot, it's got a five foot radius. So how badly do I miss it? Because <laughs> uh, if it's just one square off, then its radius still hits the dragon. I, well, what you're... That said, like, if I'm only going for a 10, I think it's fair that if I miss, I miss. Yeah, I think if you miss, you miss, because sure. you ignore armor class for a lot of stuff. Right. So. Wait. I studied combat work on it. So why would studied combat not work on it? Because uh, it's for hitting a target rather than for hitting a square. Okay, so are you... Here is my question, then. Here's what I'll give you the option of with your things. You can... If you're trying to throw them at a creature you use the creature's AC. If you're trying to throw them at a square, you use the set DC I've given you. Cool. I am aiming for a square and I miss the square. Okay, so study combat does not work for that because it's not a creature. Makes sense. Because you can't study a square of space. It's the same reason that fairy fire wouldn't give you yeah. advantage. Um, okay, uh, next up is the dragon who is prone. And so the dragon's just gonna do this, which is look at the, uh, tiefling individual, not tiefling, uh, sorry, look at the, um, the lion pinning it and try angle its head so it gets that and uh, the remaining miracle knights who are attempting to hide, uh, including this high elven one in a line and is going to do a breath weapon attack. Uh, so make a dexterity saving throw, Vantis. Oh boy, uh, let's see, what's my lion dex? Okay. Oh, no, um, that's bad. Okay, that is a 20 non-net. Oh, you're, well, you're still going to take half damage, but um, this may not go well. Are you going to kill the people we're trying to save? I'm not going to kill them. Just send them into death saving throws. Very mixed results. That is a lot of dudes. Okay, uh, so, uh, Vantis, you take eight points of acid damage as you do manage to sort of roll out of the way. So you're no longer pinning this creature, but it is still prone. I'm a lion, I don't care. Yeah, you're, you're good. However, the high elf individual does take a full, being very concerned about shepherding their band members behind something. Their band members are in worse shape than Zer. Uh, Z does take about 17 points of acid damage and appears to drop having been hit in the back 
And most tragically, uh, the beautiful white linen shirt this individual is wearing appears to have been eaten through. Mm-hmm. Anyone know mending? <laughs> Over here. <laughs> um, so that's going to be... And then the dragon is going to stand up now that you're no longer pinning it. Um, and so it is no longer prone. But it's not going to move. It's just going to sort of turn and face off with you. Because it thinks it can take you. Next up is the other creature, which is going to... Um, yeah, you're the only one within melee range at the moment. Awesome. Um, so it's going to do a bite attack on you, which will be a 12 to hit. Um, let me see. It's 12, so it hits. Okay. Uh, so you take uh, 11 points of slashing damage plus two points of acid damage. Um, and as it reaches out its claws and bites at you, okay. um, you get some of this acidic spittle, and you are currently grappled by its jaws. Okay. So your speed is zero, but that's about it. Okay. Until you break the grapple. Um, so next up in the order is finally our friend Aaron. All right. Um, I run up to the dragon if I can. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna attack the dragon. Cool. Um, that's a twenty to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, thirteen uh, slashing damage. Okay, yeah, it's a sizable. This thing is very very young. You swing out and do manage to cut through its tough scales, uh, and it doesn't. It can't really take that many hits like that. So top of the order with uh, dust. I'm going to hit attempt to hit the dragon. Okay, roll and attack. Possible. I'm going to do this on the floor this time. Mm-hmm. Did not work at all because I just rolled a one. Yeah, your your bolt goes wide as it um, sort of rears back and hisses because of this great sword attack it's just taken across the front. Uh, next up in the order, unless you're doing anything with your bonus action. Uh, no, okay. I'm pretty good. Is Vantus, how you looking? How you doing? Um... Like, I'm a pretty beat-up lion, as mm-hmm. it were, but still a lion. I I twist around with a yowl and try to bite this thing. Okay, roll an attack. Um, that is a 21. Oh, that hits. Um, good job, lion me. And that is gonna do... Heat. Um, nine piercing damage. Yeah, it's not looking great. You guys are pretty decimating this very, very young dragon. Oh, that's not the dragon. It's oh, the hook monster. That the hook monster. Yeah, that still hits, and that's totally fine. The hook, the hook monster that has you. Yeah, that's nine points of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, also a sizable hit on that. Um, you do feel it's got. It's. It looks like it's. It's only its acid that's sort of. It's spittle that's sort of acidic. Its blood is fine, so you're not dealing with like gagging, burning mouth. Good. I growl with satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It clicks in a very creepy manner, and you feel unsettled. <laughs> uh, the Miracle Knight's turn. Uh, they're going to herd their now unconscious high elven individual behind the thing and just cower because they don't think they can do anything else in this fight right now. Uh, so it's Euterpe's turn. Am I within 60 feet of this high elf? Yes. Great. I'm going to burn my last spell slot 
blood and cat use my bonus action to cast healing word. Okay, roll me a thing. It's a d4 plus four. Uh, so that's five points of. Okay, so it's not your most impressive spell ever, but you also like. I play something really cool to cast. (laughs) You do. Um, and you, it's sort of, I don't know if you've ever seen anyone, like, it's, it's been a, you've not, I don't think you've ever seen a dragon before. No. Um, and so this is kind of freaking out. So your magic isn't as strong, but your, the franticness adds to your playing. And you do see this person sort of opens her eyes and focus on you in that moment. And their attention, their attention appears to be fully focused on you right now. Cool. Theo, it's your turn. Unless Wait, you, inspiration? I have my, oh, no, that was my bonus action. Oh, right, healing word. I'm going to firebolt the dragon. <laughs> sure, roll an attack. Right, attempt to firebolt the dragon, as it may be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll probably succeed, 21. Yes, that hits. Roll damage. Seven. Okay, yeah, this dragon ain't looking good. Theo. Can I get them both in a five-foot radius now that they have converged on the lion? Uh, they've not exactly converged on the lion. The acid breath to roll out of the way, oh, rolled it. away, and then the other one clamped on. They're not within a, they're within ten feet of each other. I will go for the. Well, dragon. if he got out of my range, how did I not get a claw hit at him? Uh, you rolled away, is how we're doing this. So you, so you do with the dexterity saving throw, rolled into the next square, and now you've been pulled into the onkeg square with the gl- grapple. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yes, that is what that is. It's an onk egg. It's disgusting. I love it. I'm just imagining, like, centipedal. Kind of, yeah. A little bit. So I am going to throw a uh, bomb at the dragon. Okay. And I am going to hit a square with a 17 and do 13 points of damage. So if you're throwing at the dragon as opposed to at a square near the dragon, which one are you doing? What do you mean? Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, I am throwing at a square. You're throwing at a square because you rolled with advantage, didn't you? No. No. Okay. I just rolled my d6s at the same time. Oh, there we go. I saw you rolling more than one thing, and I was like, yeah, that definitely hits. Yeah. So so it can have a con save. Well, you did 12 points of damage anyway? Uh, No, sorry. It it has a con save to try to have the 12 12 damage. Uh, Yeah, that's a 15. That saves, so it'll take... Six damage. Okay, it's looking really rough. And it's fine, yeah. Yeah, so it's looking really rough as this cold bomb explodes next to it. It sort of hisses back. It's like suddenly reevaluating this situation <laughs> it got itself into, but still ready to throw down. Can I try to figure out, is it related to a bird? Um, can I try to figure out what the um, centipede thing is? Sure, roll me an arcon, roll me, roll me a nature check. 13. Yeah, it's something sort of native to the area. You're not sure exactly of the name. It has acidic spittle and probably something else. Um, there's a lot of acid-based stuff here okay. because it's pretty inhospitable in general, so that's probably why this black dragon is here. It is, in, found, in fact, now the dragon's turn, and I think what this dragon is going to do, given its hit point situation, is it is going to just fly. It's going to try and fly away. Um, I don't think any of you are within five feet of it. Um, the dragon? You, yeah. I am. There you go. So you get an attack of opportunity on it. Nice. That's not gonna hit. That's a nine. Yeah, so you swing out with your greatsword, but it's 
very sort of lithe in its own way, and it manages to just sort of turn it, sort of crashes into a tree or two here as it like pops up um, onto the sort of above the thing, but it looks like it's abandoning this fight because it's smarter than that. Um, but it is now out of the initiative order. Uh, so it's now the Oncake's turn. It is going to just continue to clamp down on you. Mm -hmm. um, so it rolls. Uh, yeah, a 21 to hit. That hits. With 10 points of slashing damage and uh, 4 points of acid damage, so 14 total. Okay, so the first 5 of those I <laughs> soak is a lion, um, and the remaining 9 are going to eat into my tiefling hit points. Okay, cool. So it, it looks almost surprised as you suddenly shift shape and become smaller in its jaws. In fact, as you become smaller and it has to adjust, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Happily. Um, that's just a 10. Uh, yeah, if you'd rolled slightly higher, I would have let you escape from the grapple. Fair. Uh, but you are still grappled as it manages to close its jaws faster than you can squirm out of their uh, hold. It's Aaron's go. Your dragon right. friend is gone. Oh. Um, I will go attack the Uncake. Yeah, sure. Roll an attack. Uh, it's an 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, 12 slashing damage. Uh, okay, yeah. It's not looking fantastic, but it is not smart enough to reevaluate this whole fighting situation. <laughs> um, it's, it's Actually, I'm going to... Um doing my action search, because I get it once per rest, including Yeah, one rest. per short rest. Um, so I'm going to attack again. Eight. That one does miss, as this time it does sort of like, it looks like maybe it's going to sort of shake the tiefling a little bit, and you just don't quite catch it as much. Uh, top of the order with dust. All right, let's try this crossbow one more time. It's a six. Yeah, that misses. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. took my bad dice log. <laughs> uh, so it goes I'm wide again. Helpful. As you also attempt to shoot it, but it shakes the tiefling and you can't quite get the head and it just doesn't quite work out for you. Um, it is the Miracle Knight's turn. And in fact, this uh, high elf that you've just brought back to consciousness is going to step forward. And in um, uh, Vicious Mockery does not require them to share a language, right? So. Yeah, so uh, Z's going to step forward and say something absolutely scathing and celestial, uh, and the Ankeg can roll a wisdom saving throw, which it succeeds on, so nothing happens, and the Miracle Knight looks a little a little disappointed and sort of shakes back their, their golden hair a little bit. I'll smile and show that I appreciate it because I do speak celestial. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, basically Z said uh, something along the lines of, Something along the lines of demons from hell shit out things that are prettier than you. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I like this person. Uh, so next up in the order is Euterpe. Great. So the dragon's just gone. The dragon was 60 feet away. Oh, I have a 120 foot Oh, no, range. sorry. Sorry. Dashed as well because didn't disengage. So can dashed. I get within 120 feet of the dragon? You can try it. There's tree cover, so you will have disadvantage on the attack. Roll. I want to try this. <laughs> All right, I have to try this. Roll your roll I'll your move up to get within 120 feet, and I will mm -hmm. roll at disadvantage. I guess. Cool. That was a good first one. Nat one. You attempt to shoot off a firebolt. You actually catch a bit of a tree on fire, uh, but but. The other high elf does look appreciative of your attempt. 
That's As the two of you make eye contact across a battlefield. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Theo, it's your turn. It's always a problem when our party's bard meets another bard. <laughs> Four other bards. <laughs> Did um, you have no idea how many bards there are in this campaign? <laughs> I am aiming again for the square of mm-hmm. this creature, and I hit it with a 10. Cool. It can have a con save. It rolled an 8. That will fail, so it can have 7 damage and disadvantage on its next attack. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, it's not looking great, but it's going to fight you till the end. Uh, as this, again, things explode, and you manage... It's the hook. Some of the hooks actually get sort of knocked off as it... Uh, takes this shattering damage. Excellent. I think I'll also try to like look at it and see where the best where I can hit it to the best effect. Okay. Um so next up it is its turn. Uh you are still Did I, I skip you? I yeah, skipped you. you. So you go now. Okay, cool. Um and if I push it away with Thunderwave, I won't be grappled anymore, right? I'm going to go yes. Okay. Just cuz um, why not? Yeah, so I am going to use Thunder Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has to make a constitution saving throw, DC 13. Well, it rolled a four. I don't think it makes it unless it's got a real good constitution. Well, no, let's clarify. It rolled a three. A <laughs> <laughs> plus one. Yeah. Um, so it is going to take the full brunt of this wave of energy. And that full brunt is ten points. Uh, yeah, it's it's on its very last leg as you, I think you crack open its jaws, because that's how mm-hmm. you get out of, that's how the Thunder Wave pushes it out, it pushes it out and cracks open its jaws. And Although, a huge bang. Yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, I think one of the Miracle Knights near you actually goes like, <laughs> oh, like, oh man, tinnitus. Um, and also <laughs> since good. I am now out of melee range with it, since mm-hmm. it's pushed 10 feet back, mm-hmm. um, I am going to... Try to get a little bit of distance and right. move 30 feet away. Cool. You're back up with dust then, basically. Yeah. Um, and now it is its turn. Um, let's roll a little wisdom check. No, it fails that. It still thinks it can take you. Or it's going to take as many of you out as it can. So it is going to... There's only one of you within range. So, yeah, it's just going to try and bite Aaron. Go for it. Rather than acid spray. Uh, which is a 16 to hit. That is my armor class. Okay, so that's going to be uh, 15 points of slashing damage and 4 points of acid damage for a total of 19 points of damage. As okay, it, so the 15 and then... Uh, 4 acid. Okay. Um, as it, it reaches out its jaws to you this time, they're still a little weak and cracked, but they manage to... You're, they manages to snap around you, and you are now grappled in its claws, so your speed is zero, and you've got this acidic but I can still on attack, you. right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, and that was my turn? Yep. Um, so, for my bonus action, I'm going to use second wind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I regain a d10 plus two points. And I'm going to attack it. Okay. Roll and attack. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like vengeful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 15 slashing damage. Uh, you, it would take the slightest hit. Any hit would kill this. You take your greatsword from inside its mouth and shove it up through its brain, carving the top half of its head off as it falls dead. 
next to and you. And then I climb out. <laughs> sure, you're covered in gross shit. It's fine. Um, as you complete battle, and you do have these now four individuals here who seem pretty harried and a little bit scared, although one of them seems less scared and a little more rapturous. <laughs> I prestidigitation the tree I set on fire so that, you know, not starting a forest fire. Sure. Um, I'm going to head over, and mm-hmm. um, ten little berries appear in my hand, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to offer them to here. This might help patch you up a little bit to whoever's... Yeah, so um, immediately a half-elf uh, stands up. This is a half-elf. So to describe these people, these four individuals appear to be four very clearly bards. They do have slight instruments by their side, although you would know that their main fancier instruments were probably sent ahead of them mm-hmm. to along this route to get set up for their concerts at each place. Uh, there are two tieflings. Uh, one has bright red skin and dark, ha- dark hair with horns that curl up and pure white eyes. Uh, this individual is a sort of middling height for a tiefling uh, and wears a lot of sort of blue colors of clothing. Do they, do they look like they're from Asin? Uh, you couldn't tell that on visual. I was just wondering if there's like some distinctive dress or something. Uh, no. I mean, what, they, what they're wearing is sort of traveling clothes that look more local to Vrymore than anything else. Um, but that could just be an adopted style for the moment. There's also a second tiefling who has deep black skin with uh, bright purple solid eyes and horns that sort of curve up and back and circle forward, as well as pure white hair. Um, These two appear to be sort of seeing to one another. They're both male. There's also a half wood elf female individual with short, dark, curly hair. Um, that's sort of been gelled back into some kind of style a little bit. She's wearing sort of, uh, she's, um, I think she's the only one of the group who's wearing armor. She's wearing studded leather armor that's decently nice quality. Um, and she looks, the. she's not like super buff, but she's definitely the only one here in this group that has any muscles. Everyone else is a little bit like, eh. Um, and finally, there is the full high elf who has uh, dark, brown skin and sort of golden eyes as well as this sheet of golden like long straight pure literally pure gold hair is like a sheet of gold um who was formerly wearing uh black pants black leather pants and high red boots and a white linen flowy shirt which appears to have been eaten off by acid so it's now sort of coming forward and exposing a bare chest as uh z sort of tries to hold it up a little bit but doesn't try that hard <laughs> hair flowing in the wind I, I hairless whisper am... plays in the background <laughs> Look of this person. There, there are definite advantages to this shirt being used, <laughs> as I make it very clear what I am doing. Um, so the one who steps up to you is the half wood elf who says, "Oh yeah, thanks. Um, I think we really need that right now. Uh, it's been nonstop here. We, what happened? Everything's been everything attack. Everything that like could have attacked us attacked us last night." Uh. Well, there was an attack back in the city, um, a big explosion at the palace, and uh, a bunch of fire elementals attacked, uh, and they think what happened in the city probably set off a lot of the native creatures around here. Is everyone okay? Is anyone okay? Uh, Some good, people are okay. 
Yeah. You know, no, and yes. Help. Yeah. Yeah, the city's trying. Things are getting under control. Um, but a lot of people did get hurt. We were actually sent, I think, to your the band. Uh, what were they called? The Miracle Knights. Miracle Knights. That's we were sent to escort you to your next location because the the guards thought something like this might happen. Um. So the the half wood elf looks like maybe she's going to protest to that, but uh, one of the the tieflings, the one with uh, the black skin, does step forward and say, "Yeah, I think." Um, Moving us along to our next location is probably the best. We're not exactly fighters, as you may have noticed. Thanks uh, for the save. That was better than we could have done. No problem. By the way, the name's uh, Vantis. Vantis Constance. Uh, Esteem. Esteem. Nice to meet you. Uh, This is Damrai, pointing to the other tiefling. Uh, Giri. And that over there, uh, the one... Oh God! <laughs> uh, I um, and the other, like the high elf, is very much very focused on you, Terapy, and actually does at this point step forward, give a bow, and present, uh, like take her hand to kiss it. Oh, I I gives her my hand and says, um, "Arad Hell Ben Emlyn Thanor. You can call me Hell. Everyone does." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the other three just look like, <laughs> not again. <laughs> you Turfy, I, again, I could do the full name, but we'd be here all day, and these non-elves seem to have time constraints. <laughs> I'll just call you the light of my life, then. <laughs> well, that's very flattering. Well, you did, after all, save, it's not every day the pretty damsel saves the knight from the dragon. Well, I do make it my job to do that sometimes. I lean over to one of the other band members. Should I just mend your shirt? <laughs> uh, which one do you lean over to? One of the tieflings um, or the half elf? The tieflings. Okay, so uh, Esteem says, "No, I think they're. I think Z's good. I think Z's good with this. It wouldn't change anything." <laughs> I'll just leave it for now, then. <laughs> we can let the bards sort this out over there. Theo is just looking anywhere but <laughs> <laughs> Also, what level of pecs slash other muscles are we talking about? Oh, this? it's it's still being... From which one? From the half-elf or <laughs> from, from... the half-elf. From the half-elf? It's it's pretty middling. Uh, she's clearly the, the buffest of anyone in the group. You know, like, it's not, it's not your level, and it's <laughs> definitely not Aaron's level. Um, but it, it's, it's decent, you know, she looks to be about 25 for, you know, which is fine age for a half-elf. Oh, I, uh, sorry, um, I think I'm confused the half-elf with the mostly shirtless high-elf. Oh, mostly shirtless high-elf, yes. yes. So the mostly shirtless high-elf has managed to sort of take the, the torn portions, sorry, um, and tie them up, uh, around her neck, so it looks like there's no, you can't actually see, there's like no, you, you don't actually. Okay, but we've got abs then. Yes, you definitely have abs happening. (laughs) Well, it's it's a little bit of ab underneath, mostly sort of very smooth, uh, deep brown skin. Fair enough. But let's be clear here: really attractive, (laughs) incredibly attractive. I assume I wouldn't be doing this if Lucy weren't very attractive. 
Um, so because of the time, here's what we're going to do. We're going to move this along. Um, you get all these people's names. Uh, you can, if any of you have anything pressing other than you, <laughs> you want to say to any of these people, you can say it to them as you walk them to their next destination, which is only a couple more hours. Uh, they, the, they do sort of practice. They're late, but they do want to hurry along because they do have a concert to get to. They do also offer you front row seats to their concert. Well, I am dying to hear how your song would sound when played by a competent person, so... <laughs> I promise you I'm more than competent. That remains to be seen. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just have to prove myself. Well, you will. That's the entire journey, by the way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I just strike up a conversation with the tieflings, ask if either of them's from Asset. Um, so Damrai is from Asset. Damrai left Asset to uh, go to a school in Rymore, uh, where they met Esteem, where he met Esteem, uh, and Esteem is actually from uh, further south, closer to Bayernties. Uh You do also discover over the course of this conversation that uh, you're pretty sure you're not a thousand percent sure. You're pretty sure Esteem and Damrai are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas. Uh, and Hell is having a wonderful time hitting on uh, Euterpe, and Geary is sort of watching, Geary's sort of a little back and a little more removed, and you do get over the course of this conversation as well that Geary's new to the group. They've been taking about a, a year-long break to like add in a fourth member and expand their sound a little bit more. They're very enthusiastic to talk about their music. Mm-hmm. I encourage them, well, if you guys uh, happen to swing back through Acid, the Lion Inn is located at, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, uh, do you have a good gig space? Any good client, any good, you know, like, local stuff? Obviously, here's the thing. If you want to set up a date with us, you did just save our lives, so we'd perform a show for free and we could advertise it pretty well. Um, you know, we'd love that. We're, I think, you know, we're a pretty classy space. Have some good cocktails. uh, Are you talking like, let's be fair, our concerts do tend to get a little screaming fan-y, so would you prefer that, or do you want us to try and arrange something smaller, more intimate, maybe a higher ticket price? Um, I think we can do somewhere middle of the line. Um, it's not, the, I'm guessing line in isn't a huge, huge space, but like, it could accommodate mm-hmm. a decent gig. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, you can also talk with uh, my business partner uh, back in town there. Um, yeah, give us all the details when we get uh, to the place. We'll have a book. We have a, actually, I can take them now. I'll make sure better to give them to me than, um, hell. Though yeah, technically Z is the, Z, it is Z's band. So we'll have to run it by Zim. Okay. Well, so yeah, we talk business. Okay, cool. Any of the rest of you, anything, or do we want to jump straight to the concert? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Okay, so we jump straight to the concert. So you guys do separate from the Miracle Nights for a little bit while they do jump, uh, they go backstage. It is actually very much sort of an open amphitheater sort of feel that's been set up in this place. Um, It looks, it's not the biggest space, it is packed. There are seats in the front row reserved for the five of you as you're going to stay here tonight because it does take you most of the rest of the day to get to. Um, So what you do 
is you, you settle down there, you take you probably take a little bit of time, you get some food, you actually have VIP tickets now, so you get free food and free drink. Um, they've arranged everything for you. As you do sit in the front row, you see uh, individuals coming on stage who set up both instruments and uh, a huge array of instruments, actually. There's like brass instruments in the background and woodwinds, and there, there's a drum set, uh, there is a lute, uh, and there is a dulcimer set up, sort of more at the forefront. So. What happens after after a moment, the sort of the, the lights magically dim, there's magical lights that float around to light up this space that appear to have been provided probably by the Miracle Knights. They probably send a lot of their stuff ahead. Um, they are a little bit late getting here, so the concert is starting about an hour late, so some fans are grumbling about that behind you. Uh, I'm going to tell off the fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not something we're going to play out, because that's just going to take too much time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you get... There's a point where the magical lights dim, and then when they come back up, standing on stage are these four individuals, all wearing different outfit pieces made out of cloth of silver to resemble armor. Uh, standing front and center, and center is Hel, uh, who is wearing sort of a loose tunic made of um, this cloth of silver uh, to look, again, sort of like chainmail is the idea. But does this one show Officer Abs? This one, it's more of a collarbone situation going on. Also very good. Okay, I just so want to clarify. <laughs> very good. And hair is sort of half pinned back, like with a comb of some kind. Um, and so they, it, it starts pretty, you know, like the, the crowd obviously cheers immensely. And then uh, sort of hell raises her hands and a, a hush falls over things a little bit. Um, and then the band begins to play. And at first, it's, it's good. Let's be clear about that. It's good. But it's just a little, it's calm. It's just them playing these instruments that set up. Uh, Geary is on the drums. That's the half-elf with the muscles is on the drums. Um, Hell is just sort of standing front and center. It appears to be casting some kind of amplification spell. Um, Esteem is playing the lute. Uh, and Damrai is playing the harpsichord. And they're just setting sort of a nice, gentle tone. And they begin sort of singing. Uh, Hell does. Zer begins singing, and the um, I'm getting all the. Um, there's just a million. I Hell just uses fifty thousand different <laughs> pronouns. Is exactly what Z does. Um, with you know like every variation of Z's or Zers. Um, uh, so Z sort of starts, and the first song is actually it's about apologizing for being late. Um, it's essentially Z just sort of improvising some sort of musical song about like. Uh, we're so sorry that you had to wait for us, uh, but we had this incredible journey on the way here. And tells sort of a little bit of that to soothe. And then it shifts into singing about uh, five adventurers <laughs> who saved her and how the Miracle Knights just really want to thank them, so they're going to dedicate this song to them. And at that moment, the music sort of, this spell that uh, Hell has been casting sort of shifts and it expands outward, and these instruments behind them, this brass, the woodwinds, all these instruments that have been set out that they haven't touched, they don't seem to play, begin to float and play themselves. <laughs> and the Miracle Knights step away from their instruments, the hammered dulcimer, the hammers keep going, the lute hangs in place and keeps plucking, and the drum, the... Um, various sticks and instruments that were being used also float up and hit at the right moment as these individuals step forward in 
you know, at the same time, at exactly the same time, they step forward in almost sort of a dance move. And they do go into a very slight dance uh, before they shift into a love song. And they're going to step forward, and as you are in the front row, they're actually going to try and pull you up on stage. Uh, so uh, Damrai is attempting to pull up Vantis on stage. You guys get to choose if you want to do this. This is the one that you uh, had the, no, it was Esteem that you had the back and forth with about hiring. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so Damrai is going to try, so Esteem tries to pull Vantis, Damrai is going to try and pull Theo up on stage. <laughs> Um, and Geary is going to attempt to pull both Dust <laughs> and Aaron up on stage in like, it's a very, it, let's put it this way, it's a very gay power move. <laughs> <laughs> Attempting to do that. And of course, all of Hell's attention is 1000% this like intense, intense gaze and focus. Just leaning off the stage and offering a hand to you, Therapy. So, in that order, Vantis, are you getting up on stage? Yeah, I laugh and let myself get pulled along. All right, Esteem does sort of pull you close and begin to do some sort of, almost like a waltz with you. Um, does Theo go? I get a deer in the headlights look <laughs> and kind of look around to see if everybody else is going. Okay, we'll come back to you. Do you two let yourself, let Geary pull you up? Sure. <laughs> come on, Dust, are you doing it? I guess. <laughs> Everyone else seems to. Uh, so they're going up. Uh, I believe we already know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to answer. Yeah, so I, I kind of reluctantly go up. Okay. Uh, Zamrai seems to sort of get your blood, pulls you off to the side a little bit more, but is definitely dancing with you and doing some pretty, basically doing some fancy dance moves around you rather than with you and sort of not, not a lot of touching going right. on or anything. Yeah, I do the usual audience member of like, I really shouldn't be up here, I'm not charismatic <laughs> enough, so I'm just going to try to hop, to bop along. <laughs> um, and Geary is definitely pulling like a trying to guide both of you through this dance and like pull and pull you around and stuff like that um she's very compelling i'm sure <laughs> they're all they're all incredibly charismatic and incredibly compelling but of course the most charismatic hell offers <laughs> their hand to you therapy obviously i take it <laughs> uh, and you are pulled up into a very close stance where hell begins sort of twirling you around and it's all the song which hell is singing and now the other three have also joined in with the song um is entirely focused on this idea of um two people meeting and one of them is just so incredible and so amazing and it completely blows the singer away and it the singer is instantly madly in love with this person and can't believe that such incredibleness exists and it is it does appear to be almost entirely <laughs> directed for you, Terpy. Yeah, um, I, I'm just eating it up and fo probably following the dance moves very closely because yeah, uh, performer. Yeah, very closely. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> It is very much the two high elves at the center stage with Euterpe's silver skin and blue hair contrasted with uh, Hell's deep brown skin and golden hair. Um, as the song finishes, in fact, and the, the instruments sort of, they hang in the air, but they, they settle down. It is, by the way, this beautiful orchestral experience of like four people somehow playing a, you know, like 
10 instruments or something like that. It's a really much fuller sound than what they were originally doing. And the crowd, by the way, is going wild for this. They absolutely adore that you guys have been pulled up on stage. They're like, oh man, what if that were me? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's not angry fangirls in that that are stealing away no, the <laughs> And in fact, as the song ends, Hell turns to the audience and proclaims, uh, I would like at this point to, I, I would like at this point to invite the love of my life, the light of my life, Euterpe. <laughs> Will you perform with us? Yes, obviously. Uh, roll me a performance check with advantage. Great. Good thing I have advantage. Nope. It, well, I mean, good in that the second one was in that one. But I think that still is actually a 17. Okay, yeah. So as the rest of you are like, um, and, and, you know, like, it's been, it was probably not super fun for you, but Tamarai, like, you know, like, rests a hand on your shoulder and says, like, you, you did good, kid. It's, it's all right. And Esteem turns, you know, as you were being let off stage, says, like, uh, yeah, I mean, stuff like that would also probably draw more people to you. We do a lot of shit like this. Oh, yeah, I want you, I want you at the Lion Inn 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giri, uh, Giri, uh, lets the two of you go and does sort of, like, look a little disappointed to just see you go, um, but does sort of go back to her position being the drummer at the back of the band, and uh, Hell, you know, like, moves these instruments that are floating through their own sort of control so that Euterpe has a place, not front and center, uh, because Euterpe is actually splitting the stage with Hell. So what it is is you've got um, Esteem, Damrai, Geary sort of at the back, staggered back, and then in the front you've got Helen Euterpe who are doing, they do just a wonderful performance. And it takes you a little bit to sort of get into their dive because it really isn't the kind of music you play. It's very popular, it's very happy, and it is all about this like celebration of the mundane. And one thing that you do note is that the power of performance here is what it really is. It's not so much about the quality of the music as it is the incredible charisma, charisma of these people to make everyone else feel incredibly special. Um, so you end the concert after that, you know, like it comes to a pause. I just wanted to get to them pulling you up on stage to dance because I thought that was cute. <laughs> uh, so after, you know, like an hour or two, the concert ends, people begin to file out. Euterpe, you are still on stage with the band, but the rest of you can do whatever you want. So at this final moment before we end the session, what do you guys do? I'm assuming there's like a tavern or like like is it, this was like in an open amphitheater space. But there's like the drinks thing. nearby and there's like a tavern you guys will stay in. The Miracle Knights have paid for your rooms, obviously. I'm getting drinks. Alright, cool. You drink. I you drink. sure do. Yep. I don't know if you do anything else, but you sure do drink. <laughs> I feel like you know what I'm doing. Well you're going last. Anyone else? <laughs> um probably drinking, chatting, flirting a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a drink, take a walk around the town, kind of see what's going on. It's, yeah, it's a nice small sort of town. It looks like it's right on the edge of the last sort of place where you can grow things in this area before it turns into more of the famous Rymore Wastelands. I think we'll explore the town too, see if there's anything interesting. Do you go with dust? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All little introverts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you therapy, what are you doing? Because I think I think we're gonna end on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna ask Kel if he wants to get a room. <laughs> uh, 
Z is absolutely into that. However, the other thing that happens is the entire time Z is asking you like everything about yourself and wants to know everything <laughs> oh, about absolutely. you and letting you talk. And um, at one point uh, before before you get into the room, Z says, "I do. I, I do just want to." Um, as amazing as this story is, I think it could. There's one thing that could have made it better, which is if. As the dragon flew away, you'd managed to slay it. And I thought maybe I, I'd give you a chance to um, just have a little more luck in that regard because it would be an incredible shame to lose you. Lose someone like you, lose you specifically. So this is something that has given me luck when I need it. And I thought maybe you would want it. And Z takes off a bracelet of uh, braided uh, gold, silver, and copper around her wrist and offers it to you. Oh, I'm, I will take that. Um, it looks way better than Vantis's. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a very thin, delicate chain. It yeah, very much it's fits, very me. It very much fits with your aesthetic. Um, and it gives you one luck point per day. Oh, cool. Because you need it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This is... And then the two of you get a room. <laughs> yes. Oh, I assume, since you did it once, roll a d20 to see if you're any good and see if you want to use your luck point on it. <laughs> if I roll bad, I'm using my luck point. I'm gonna, so do I have to take the second roll if I use my luck point? Is that how luck works? No, luck is you can Oh, great. I use my luck point. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one was better. It was a nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's fine because uh, Z rolled an 18. So even if you don't necessarily, you might not be able to keep up as much. Z's doing most of the work here. Z's <laughs> very enthusiastic. Roll for sex. <laughs> I mean, that's what we just yes, did. Okay. I got that. Um, and we will end on that tasteful scene. 